0: You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillers and groom chillers plan their wedding, minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time.
1: This is episode 251 of the Bride Chilla Podcast. I'm Alicia. I am the Bride Chilla Nurturer. That sounds a little creepy unintentionally I am very happy to be sharing this time with you where we are going to be talking about wedding planning and how not to lose your shit when you are going about doing that a big thanks to everyone who has subscribed to the podcast via the app it's available on Android and Apple and uh, thank you for the feedback we're really happy with it and always looking for your thoughts feelings and emotions about uh, what we're doing. So fabulous. A big hello to Ariel, who said, I love your podcast. Just got engaged, but I've been listening for a month. Love your voice and your energy and your outlook. We'll submit a question soon, I'm sure. Thanks for everything. Well, thank you, Ariel, And uh, I appreciate that you got in touch and that you're enjoying the show. Fucking great. There's some swears early on. Don't know what made that happen. Uh, Melissa says, thank you so much for recording both of my dilemmas on a recent episode. I'm so grateful for your input as well as Veronica's, which is my mother-in-law. If you haven't heard the episode, uh, it's a couple of episodes back. She co-hosted and uh Melissa says I was crying laughing while listening and the advice is just what I wanted to hear. You are doing something so great with the Bride Chiller podcast, and I can't wait to continue listening until I am a Bride Chiller graduate. Have a wonderful week. Happy days, Melissa. Thank you, Melissa. And uh I'm glad that you mentioned Bride Chiller graduates. If you are a listener and you are reaching wedding time, then may I encourage you to post wedding when the dust has settled, when the, not dust, the glitter and the uh, confetti has settled, that you get back in touch and share a little bit about your big day. We always love hearing the success stories, the highs, the lows, the middle bits, and some of the eccentricities that seem to play out uh, on your wedding day and beyond. And it's just wonderful to have a little bit of closure and also to be able to share what worked for you, what you'd change, if anything, and some of the hints and tips. We've received so many wonderful Bride Chiller graduate messages. I just love them so much. And I'm so appreciative of people sending in their wedding photos. And I love sharing those as well with the Bride Chiller community. So if you are back from your wedding or you're about to go to your wedding and you think, yeah, oh, I've got 10 minutes or less or longer to share about our big day and being a bride chiller i would love it i know the community would too one more email before i crack on with the wedding planning questions if you're new to the show this is q a thursday where i answer your questions hopefully bring some sanity back to your wedding planning and just give you a different perspective on what you're going through i wanted to say a big thank you to angie who left a voice message, actually the same episode as Melissa and my lovely mother-in-law Veronica co-hosted, where Angie basically said that her cousin got married about six months ago and had planned her bachelorette party and in doing so had invited Angie's mother and her cousin's mother to the day. And now it's Angie's turn to be planning a bachelorette or a hen's day if you're in anywhere other than America. And she now feels that her mother feels like uh, she should be coming to the bachelorette. So we discussed that and basically came to the conclusion that bachelorettes aren't necessarily, if you're going along and doing something traditional, I don't think they're places that mothers need to be. And it's not traditional that you know, not that we're into traditions here, but it's not a traditional thing that you would invite your mum. So unfortunately we sort of came to the conclusion that her cousin had ruined everything. And she said, just listen to the podcast. Thank you. My cousin truly has ruined it for her sister and me. So glad someone else is saying that. My cousin's bachelorette party was not tame. It was high priced trip to Miami that included a yacht rental, private chef and clubbing. Jesus, I was also doing a destination, but to Nashville when my cousin invited, quote, the mums, I thought it was strange. Heck, my mum thought it was strange. Gee, that's good to hear because, you know, it is a little strange. She says, uh, uh, but now that she did it, it's somehow expected. I just don't think it's something I have to do because she did it and I never envisaged my mum coming along. So why would I be inviting her? This is a very good question. She says, truth be told, my mum got absolutely wasted at my cousin's trip and I just don't want to, (laughs) and I just don't want to wonder when we will have to start babysitting her on my trip. Bloody hell. I love it. I'd rather regret not inviting them and we all go on a girl's trip later than regret inviting her and possibly having a stained memory of my bachelorette trip. I keep telling her, this will keep the cost down. My parents are helping pay for the wedding, but that doesn't seem to work. She simply wants to feel included, but I just won't change my mind. Thank you, Angie. Okay, Angie, again, I just want to reiterate, I think you're doing exactly the right thing too bad, too sad, mum. It's not like she's, you know, the aunt's probably not coming on the bachelorette. I'm getting the impression it's just young ladies. And I think a really good substitute for you is exactly what you said. Say, look, we're going to go on a girl's trip later on. Or, you know, this is just something I didn't envisage you coming. And I think mum needs to toughen up. And I mean, look, your cousin seems to have dropped a bit of coin on that trip with yachts, clubbing, private chefs, I mean, of course, you're going to be into it. You want to do that again. And you just need to say, we're going to do our own thing. I love you. uh, But it's not really what I envisaged. So move along, Sally, in your own words. I love that your mum got tanked. That's great. Not great for you, but fun for me to read. (laughs) Angie, thank you for listening. And I'm so happy that, uh, well, we provided you with some solace and encouragement to ditch the old birds on the trip. First message uh, today comes from Bride Chiller Simone.
2: Hi Alicia, my name's Simone, and I have been engaged now for two weeks. I've been listening to your podcast for about a month, and I love it. You are an absolute delight. I love how chill you are. I love that we're taking away all that bullshit and just focusing on the fact that it's just one day and we're really just celebrating spending the rest of our lives together with our partners. So that's great. So a couple questions I have or the main question I have rather is about music. I know you had in the previous episode a DJ on the podcast and I really appreciated that and hearing uh, his advice and the amount of years he's been in the industry and things he's noticed. Um, But one thing I felt was missing in that podcast was the fact that um, what do you do when you have a small wedding? Me and my fiancé will be having around 30 people, and we're wondering if we need a DJ or not. I feel like it would be almost strange to have a DJ for such a small crowd. So I have put together a playlist. It's not done, but on my iPod. And I was wondering how exactly to go about doing that. I don't necessarily want to delegate that task to a cousin and make them you know, have to be that DJ when they should be there and enjoying that time at the wedding. But at the same time, I really appreciated what um, he had to say in that sometimes the music doesn't always work and you need to change it or you need to just have that feel of the crowd so I'm just wondering what you would recommend in that situation so again thank you so much Alicia I appreciate listening to your podcast and I am definitely a bride chilla I am so chill I am enjoying this process and not letting it get to me but at the same time I am reaching out for help whenever I need it thank you so much happy days
1: Great question, Simone, and very relevant to uh, what we do. I love that you're having a smaller wedding and I love that you're thinking about this ahead of time. Well done. Big 10 stars to you, BrideChiller Simone. Okay, wedding music is a great topic. I love talking about it. I think weddings are one of these activities where well music can make or break an event and not being dramatic I'm just saying that you know when there's a great band or a DJ and they're playing all the right stuff and you get up and you don't leave the dance floor and then sometimes you, I mean we have been to weddings where I, and I've said this and I feel mean repeating it over and over again but when it just didn't work and you'd so desperately wanted to have that night where you're with the right crew but the music just doesn't quite make it happen and you're sort of almost forcing yourself to dance to music. You're like, Ugh, this is too slow or it's not quite our scene, but you want it to work because you want people to have a good time and you want to have a good time. So saying that, Simone, I really think the information that Tony gave, and I actually, I think you would have heard the replay of that episode over our Bride Chiller holiday season. So if you go back a couple of episodes, you'll be able to hear that. Tony had so many good points just about being prepared, knowing what sort of music you envisage being played and the crowd that you are including in the wedding. And how to make that all come together to work. I think that's the joy of getting someone that knows what they're doing to feel the room. Now, I don't necessarily agree that it would be weird to have a DJ there. Because by, like you said, handing over a Spotify playlist or an iTunes playlist to a cousin or someone, that could totally work. But like you said, you are relying on their them judging the room, I suppose, and knowing what to change and what to do. And you know, when you're on the dance floor and something comes up, this is like one of those moments we had quite recently, um, and at a corporate event, not a wedding, but you're on the dance floor and you're having a really good time. And then the DJ picks the wrong song (laughs) and I say wrong song, I'm sure someone on the dance floor, you know, made it go. Yeah, great. But then everyone sort of just goes, ah, we were so into it. And then it just empties. And I think a really good DJ or someone that can judge the room will, Make sure that doesn't happen or we'll adjust the playlist to make that work. So I actually think, Simone, if you have money to invest in a DJ and you can find the right DJ, then I actually think it's a really valuable investment. And whether you're having 10 people there or 10,000 people, God, that'd be a big wedding. I think a DJ is a really valuable addition to it if you can afford it. Again, if you are going to create your own playlist, then maybe you need to really think about how they are organized. And maybe it's obviously like the dance, the dance section of the night is going to be different to the background music you might have playing while you're eating a meal or having cocktails. And maybe it's worth doing some serious investigation if you don't want to go the DJ path to really looking at dance hits and what your people think about who are going to be there and what You've seen him at past events or family members who get up and dance. and What really floats their boat? It's always great to think if there's some older members of the audience, if you can chuck in some golden oldies, that's just always a crowd pleaser. Watching Nana or Uncle Phil get up and shake his booty. Maybe it's not a song that you you know adore, but to chuck a couple of those in, it's always fun and it always encourages people to move. Simona, I hope I've been of some help there. I do think it's not weird at all. I'd love to hear your feedback by chillers. If you think it's weird to have a DJ at a small event, I actually think it's, it's really well organized and it just takes that, that the idea that you might have to hand over the job to someone if they're not up to it. But if you have a family member who's just digging, who thought maybe they're a DJ in their younger years and just desperate to get behind some decks or an iPhone, then go that way. Simone, I'm so happy that you found the show and delighted that you submitted your first question. Looking forward to hearing from you again.
0: Hey, Alicia. This is uh, Lauren from Connecticut in the United States calling. I'm going to give you an update on a question we previously discussed about my wedding officiant. My uh, parents, to use a friend as a officiant for our ceremony, um, so my update is, is it didn't go exactly how I thought, but we're very happy with the end result. Um, so I talked to my parents and they got actually a little, little feistier than I thought on this issue. Um, so my fiance Nate and, and I revisited it, you know, they just couldn't let go of having somebody kind of more official be the officiant at our wedding. So I went back to my fiance and, uh, you know, we talked about you know, not only how much they're doing for us, it's, it's just really generous and how much they're not really giving us a hard time anywhere else. And we kind of thought about the important things that we want. Is it really the friend themselves being the efficient, or is it just feeling? um, a little more secular and personal, that's more important. Um, and we came to the conclusion that that latter part was true, that we, you know, it really doesn't matter who does it as long as it feels like us, it feels personal, you know, it's, it's a little less religious than maybe originally what my parents wanted. So, we were able to find a compromise and I did a lot of research and we talked to two or three different officiants before we landed on one that we were very comfortable with. He's awesome. He's very all about you know, being secular while acknowledging that all faiths are important. Um, we can have as much or as little, uh, religion mentioned in our ceremony. He has us write love letters to each other, except we don't receive them. We send them to him and he takes all that good stuff. Um, all those personal stories incorporate and, and incorporates it into our ceremony. So we're really glad to have found this guy He's also super affordable uh, and our, uh, wedding coordinator at our venue recommended him She said he's great and has done worked in the venue before. So it's basically all coming together. Just wanted to let you know that, you know, it's just good to focus on the happy things. It's good to focus on compromising, realizing the important things in life, which is I'm so lucky to have a fiance who I love and we get to get married next year. And sometimes that's all that matters. So also sad to hear that. Um, I heard all about the, in Australia, uh, than blocking same-sex marriage, which is terrible. I'm sure you guys will work on it. <laughs> it'll, it'll be there soon. Um, but I know that's something that's important to you, and I just wanted to acknowledge that as well. Um, and finally, on a very happy and silly note, I just want to say that not only are you great at giving wedding advice, but as a makeup addict, uh, you give great uh, mascara recommendations. Early on, early on in one of your episodes, you recommended the uh, Clinique. Uh, mascara. And I was in the, right when I started listening to you, I needed a new mascara, bought it. And it's awesome. It's like my new favorite thing. So just wanted to share that as well. I hope all is well. And I hope we'll have many happy days to come. Thanks. Bye.
1: Winner, winner, chicken dinner, Lauren. I'm so happy that you came to the compromise with your parents. And I, I really thought it was such a great message to share because so many of us have defined things that we want to be done during the wedding planning process. And then parents, Family members, partners can throw a big curveball and say, actually, I don't agree with that at all. And sometimes it's worth fighting for and sometimes it's worth listening and trying to find a middle ground, a compromise, as we like to say. And I love that Lauren and uh, her partner said, listen, this is really important that we find a way to get around this celebrant situation and not make it too Hyper religious, but find a way that our parents can enjoy this as well. And of course, I love that you said they've been so cool in every other part of it and realizing what's worth fighting for and what's worth finding a compromise. It's such great advice. Lauren, Australia has let the world down again and again with same sex marriage. I don't understand why it doesn't work here, why people aren't getting the message about equality. And I, I'm sitting here recording this in Australia. We, we, when you hear this, we'll be back in the UK. But it continually like, just sort of devastates me for our Australian friends who are unable to get married and share their love in this country. It's fucked up, but we will get there. And I think, you know, the more we talk about it on platforms like this and share and actually say, hello, America's got it, Ireland's got it, and Ireland, they are a huge Catholic com- country who – you know, I, I talked to my Irish friends and I'm like, how the fuck does Australia, which is generally a secular sort of country, uh, not have this past, but your country who have a very strong ties to the religion of Catholicism, they did it. The UK did it. I mean, it, half of Europe have got same-sex marriage and Canada equality, yet Australia, little old Australia is still stuck in the dark ages. Finally, I'm delighted that you found Clinique High Impact Mascara. I've talked about this before. I'm such a mascara freak. If I was going to a desert island, it would be on my list to take mascara. And it's that mascara. All the years of working in television, I had the very, uh, and I still do, I have the great time talking to makeup artists and learning from them. And whenever they had a good product, I would always sort of go, Where'd you get that from? This is a special order. Where'd it come from? It's amazing. And then I would order it. And I love to share makeup tips. And I love to share good products because there's so many different shit out. There's so much shit out there, honestly. But look, if you want a thick, luscious, good quality mascara that lasts a bunch of time, I would suggest Clinique. I have no affiliation with Clinique, although Clinique would like to sponsor me. I would fucking love that because all I buy is Clinique. I'm such a Clinique pusher. There it is. Thank you, Lauren. I love you. And I love that you have made that decision and, uh, you know, that you are an avid listener and supporter of this show. I'm very grateful. Okay, it's time for a very short break. And uh, I hope that you listen to the messages and support the people that uh, you may be hearing messages about. These are sponsors and partners of the Bride Chiller podcast, and they help us do what we do. A very happy day to you all, wherever you may be listening. If you are keen to share your stories, questions, thoughts, comments, anything really, leave me a voice message and you can do that by visiting thebridechiller.com where you can also purchase merch. You can do some stalking about me. Find all the links to my social media profiles. That makes me sound like Jason Bourne. It's just really Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. But uh, you can find the links there if you don't want to Google And uh, yeah, as I said, share the love, share a voice message. I've got an email here from lovely Amy. She says, hey, Alicia, I'm a new bride chiller, but I am loving your podcasts. Uh, Two things for you. One, you mentioned there was a free wedding planning guide on offer somewhere in the wedding planning tradition podcast. I can't seem to find it and I'm hoping it's still available. Well, Amy, this is a very good point you make. Uh, I read this and I was like, oh, shit. I took it off the market because we're rejigging the free wedding planning guide, which actually a little bit of history here. I wrote a book called Smart Wedding, which you can still purchase. Um, and uh, now the publisher that I had to deal with, I now own all the rights to that book. So we are going back through, we as in I, it makes it sound like I've got a big team here. I am going back through editing the book and doing a bit of rejigging and adding a couple of chapters to which I will then be putting it back on the market for a small fee. Uh, and that will be coming up, I'm hoping, in the next couple of months. We'll see how superhuman Alicia goes. But it, it's it's basically uh, that version. You might have received it for free. For a while, I was giving it away for free. And then someone said to me, are you crazy? This is valuable. Maybe you could put a couple of bucks on it. Thank you. Second thing, Amy says, is I noticed in your last email that you'll be doing a week of wedding Keep Calm and Carry On Guide. And uh, what Amy's talking about here is for premium subscribers, I'm recording. I've been having fun doing this, actually. Uh, This came from a request from another bride chiller who said, you know what I'd really love? The week of my wedding to switch on and listen to a special couple of minutes each day of you just talking about calming the fuck down and having a nice time. So for premium subscribers, uh, in the next couple of months, you'll be seeing some special episodes that will be available that you can just download and listen in the week of your wedding. They're not going to be crazy, but they're just going to be like whoo, calm, whoo, weird breathing. Um, she says, Amy says, instead of keep calm and carry on, you have probably would have thought of this, but you could call it keep calm and marry on. Anyway, thank you for your wedding wisdom and laughs. Amy from Australia. Amy, I hadn't thought of that. You're a genius. This is why I love the bride Bridechillas.
3: Hi, um, my name is Morgan. I'm a recent bride chilla convert. I'm so happy I found you. I really needed this podcast. Um, I'm a bit overwhelmed. Uh, yeah, just to say the least. I got engaged last month. My fiance is actually kind of a cute proposal story. Feel free to edit this out because it might only be cute to me. But um, I'm a pretty big Disney nerd. And I even worked as a character performer for a while and Belle was always my favorite. So my fiance for our two year anniversary got me the most adorable uh, Mrs. Potts and Mr. Not Mr. Oh, my God. What am I saying? Uh, Mrs. Potts and Chip tea set. Um, The best part is inside Mrs. Potts. Was the like most perfect engagement ring? I said like I didn't know beforehand. Um, I helped pick the ring out. We're not very traditional, but he did want to have like a proposal. So I had the torture of knowing we had the ring, but having to wait to get it. Um, pure misery. But I finally have it. And when we announced our engagement, people are very pressuring. It went from, congratulations, when's the fucking wedding, real fast. Like, it's only been a month, and I my, my whole inbox, I want to deactivate my Facebook because I feel so overwhelmed by fucking people asking me questions. Like, I feel like I'm in the middle of an investigation all the time. Like, it's horrible. Maybe I'm just like, uh, I don't even know. Maybe I just don't have the bride gene, but I hate people asking me questions about shit. Like, did you go wedding dress shopping yet? It's like, so many questions. Like, no, I don't know what fucking flavor cake I'm going to have. I, it's been a month. Like, ooh, look at my ring. It's so fucking glittery. Like, let's look at that instead, you know? Like, oh, God, I'm like venting here, but it drives me fucking bonkers.
1: I have to interrupt and say, fuck, I love Morgan. I love her attitude. I think a lot of bride chillers out there think exactly the same thing. I know I bloody was the same thing going, I just don't really want to talk about this stuff because I am, as you said, just looking at my diamond, feeling pretty smug and delighted with myself. And I don't have all the answers. We weren't really into like jumping straight into the wedding planning stuff. We were pretty cool about it and also had never really thought very much about our wedding, (laughs) which is ironic now. But I totally agree with you, Morgan. It's mental when people just jump in and they're so nosy and they're so needy for answers. It's like, just settle down. We'll tell you when we decide.
3: Here's the fun twist we before we got engaged we had talked about it for quite a while um neither of us are really into traditional weddings um he's very shy and i'm a private person so i say that as i tell my life to like a podcast (laughs) but no this idea of being in front of people and like like saying our vows so intimate for me and i really want it to be private for us and um yeah so we're planning on eloping and finally getting to the question. sorry this is getting really long um we want to go abroad. And then when we come back, we want to have a um, small reception. I don't know if I can even say reception. Uh, I don't know. I posted this like very stupidly before I knew what little fucking bitchy, bitchy little fucks these girls are on these um, bridal boards. Oh my goodness. They were ready to burn me at the stake for even suggesting this. And now it has me feeling weird. I'm like, is this a really bad idea to have the reception when we get back? Is that like a giant fuck you to everyone? I don't know. Is Emily Post going to like fucking rise from the dead to tell me off? I don't know. Is she even dead? Oh my God, it's horrible. I don't even know if Emily Post is dead. I'm assuming she is.
1: Yeah, Morgan, I just want to reassure you. I Googled her. She died in 1960. She's a former etiquette. Well, she was an etiquette expert very serious about etiquette and she is dead
3: so yeah i don't know it was going to be very low-key and now i'm really questioning all of it and i would love your sage wisdom um i do want to say like at the i don't know if it makes it tacky but we're not going to do like any kind of like um reenactment of our ceremony at it we're literally just going to rent out like a coffee shop very practical and be like here's some food yay we're married um you know Is that horrible? I don't know. Please advise. Um, I want to say really quickly, thank you so much for your podcast. Um, It really, it renews my life source. My boss may not be a huge fan because now I constantly have fucking headphones on at work, but uh, they're getting over it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So yeah, thank you. Bye.
1: Firstly, big kisses to your boss. Hello, Morgan's boss. I'm glad she's focused at work, perhaps not on her work. But the crazy Australian new friend in her life. Look, I think this is a great idea. Firstly, fuck the forums. We know how I feel about them. And the more you write to me about these forums and stuff, the more I get angry. But I don't think, you don't know these people. Why do we care about their opinions? That's all I'm going to say about that. I think this is a great idea. And the loping is such a nice compromise to say with the addition of this reception, which I love. It's in a coffee shop. Amazing. The idea that you can go away, have that special time, special time, sounds a bit creepy, have that moment with your partner, enjoy it, not feel like you are being the centre of attention for that sort of intimate, personal time. This sounds like a sex ed course, but <laughs> that special, intimate, personal time. Uh, that You can go and have the ceremony, the service alone, do your own thing, and then come back and share it with friends and family. I don't know what these people are shitty about. It's none of their business, for starters, but also... To go, this is great, you're still asking people to celebrate. I think it's really great to have that moment that you can share with everyone and then it's on your terms. Fuck it. I think it's great. Coffee shop. Reception. Winning. I love it. Rich is in the background. Morgan's going to go away and have an elope. Why am I yelling at you just there? What? Huh? Morgan's eloping. She's coming back. Yeah. She's going to have a reception at a coffee shop. Okay. But she went on some wedding forums and they were like, you're fucking rude.
2: Well, I think the wedding forums are rude.
1: Yeah, they all sound like morons. Yeah. Not definitely. all of them. I don't want to be... If you're on a wedding... No, floor, all
2: of them. A hundred percent. Every single one of them.
1: <laughs> They're just so...
2: <sighs> there's no need.
1: What's the, their business? And I know you go on to have feedback. And can I just say, if anyone... Yeah. I'm just going to... I say that a lot, don't, don't yeah. I? Yeah. This, this chair, it's making...
2: It's professional quality. It's not
1: me. <laughs> Oh,
2: she's. Oh, someone's had some beans last oh, I,
1: night. I, I. mean, to be honest, we're in Australia, and I'm going to be. I'm going be honest with you. When I travel, I don't. It, it all seems to block okay. up. I'll okay, I'll Join this conversation <laughs> later. Richard's heard so much about poos in the last three weeks that it really. It doesn't challenge our relationship. We've always been quite honest and open. Not honest and open enough to have open door poos, though.
2: No, no, no. Draw the lines. You've got to draw the line somewhere
1: and it's there. That's true. I don't know if you could hear that. He said, you've got to draw the line somewhere, but that's there. Anyway, Morgan, the point of it was, I don't know how we got onto my travel constipation, um, the idea that you go away, have your moment, come back and have the reception is fantastic. I fully encourage it. Rich is giving it 10 thumbs up. He's only got two thumbs. But it gets two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. We love that you love this podcast. And to be honest, I think I know where I was going with this. <laughs> Fucking hell! Sorry, guys. Uh, the Chiller community. You don't get that shit there. Go to Facebook, ask them, they'll tell you. Join the community. We love uh, hearing what you have to say. And we've had some really interesting questions that we've reposted this week and some great feedback. Ra rah, rah. If you, talking about feedback, before I toddle, I would like to ask you if you are In the lead up to your wedding, I know I mentioned before being a bride cellar graduate, one thing we'd really like to do is to add some testimonials to our website to be able to have a photograph of you and just saying, hey, I dig this podcast or whatever. I don't want to put words in your mouth. But if you are interested in supplying me with a sassy photo and a brief quote about why you listen to this podcast, do you see how I'm not guiding you to say it's amazing? It's changed my life. Why you are a subscriber, a listener, we would love that. Only Rich- five stars, please) <laughs> Maybe you four, no. four, and a half, four and a half or five, thanks. So we also ask for iTunes reviews, which is what Rich is talking about. But I'm talking more specifically about if you have just something to say, if you're a bride chiller graduate, if you are leading to that, or even if you're just into the podcast now and you're not getting married for six years, if you would like to share just a brief testimonial, we would be eternally grateful because it just looks better on the website. People trust it more, we've been told. There it is. Until Monday's episode of the Bride Chiller podcast, Rich and I will leave. I'm so sorry about talking about constipation. It hasn't been a major problem, but I just know when I go on a plane, hang on, he's walking back.
2: (laughs) She's about five kilos heavier than she normally
3: is.
1: (laughs) it's really It really stresses me out. I feel like I've got a poo baby, tummy, poo. Don't talk about poo. It's a wedding podcast. There you go. You're not going to get that anywhere else. (laughs) put that in the review rich will be joining me uh very soon to co-host i actually think we're getting on a plane you would have this is already playing we're already back in england by this stage but we will be recording a couple of podcasts on our 23 hour return flight to the cold so we look forward to sharing that with you very soon Thank you so much for your support, love, and fabulous emails, messages, and uh, voice messages. Get in touch. Thebridechiller.com is where you will find me and us. Rich? As we always say, may you have regular bowel movements. <laughs> Happy days.
0: The Bride Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014.